The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show, and you know what that means for this time. Let me tell you what, it leaves me with only three words. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. <laughs> Made in no, quit, quit. It's Medal of Honor Monday time. Now, what is that for you new listeners? Every single Monday at this time, we print off a Medal of Honor citation and we read it. That's it. Every single person who's ever earned the Medal of Honor, his citation, his his paper on what he did, it's it's online. They're all there for free. Anyone can do this. You should be doing these with your kids and with your if you coach uh, sports, your Sunday school class. These aren't political. These aren't anything. These are just stories about heroism. Remember, and let me pause on this real quick. I was going off earlier about sports leagues and and how much I I, I despise that stuff. Part of the reason it makes me mad is sports are important. They're not nothing. They are important. That's why even tiny tribes have a sport they play. People go play it. They go watch it. Big countries have sports. It brings people together. It unifies people. When our sports became filth, it not only took that away, it took away role models for kids and, and, and men of accomplishment, right? You don't want your kid to want to be uh, Muhammad Ali, but you want your kid to look at Muhammad Ali and say, man, that's what you can be. You can, you can become something great. 
We don't have many of those things anymore because they've rotted out everything out from under us. So we have to go find them. They exist. They're still right here. They're just not on your TV. So without further ado, here's the Medal of Honor citation for Mr. Ty Michael Carter. Ready? Aim. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. October 3rd, 2009, this was in Afghanistan. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, Specialist Ty M. Carter distinguished himself by acts of gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty while serving as a scout with Bravo Troop 3rd Squadron 61st Cavalry Regiment 4th Brigade Combat Team 4th Infantry Division during combat operations against an armed enemy in the Kamdesh District, Nuristan Province, Afghanistan on October 3, 2009. On that morning, Specialist Carter and his comrades awakened to an attack of an estimated 300 enemy fighters occupying the high ground on all four sides of combat outpost Keating, employing concentrated fire from recoilless rifles, rocket-propelled grenades, anti-aircraft machine guns, mortars, and small arms fire. Specialist Carter reinforced a forward battle position ran twice through a 100-meter gauntlet of enemy fire to resupply ammunition and voluntarily remained there to defend the isolation po- isolated post. Armed with only an M4 carbine rifle, Specialist Carter placed accurate, deadly fire on the enemy, beating back the assault force and preventing the position from being overrun over the course of several hours. With complete disregard for his own safety and in spite of his own wounds, he ran through a hail of enemy rocket-propelled grenade and machine gun fire to rescue a critically wounded comrade who had been pinned down in an exposed position. Specialist Carter rendered life-extending first aid and carried the soldier to cover. On his own initiative, Specialist Carter again maneuvered through enemy fire to check on a fallen soldier and recovered the squad's radio, which allowed them to coordinate their evacuation with fellow soldiers. With teammates providing cover fire, Specialist Carter assisted in moving the wounded soldier 100 meters through withering enemy fire to the aid station and before returning to, uh, to the fight. Specialist Carter's heroic actions and tactical skill were critical to the defense of combat outpost Keating, preventing the enemy from capturing, capturing the position and saving the lives of his fellow soldiers. Specialist Ty M. Carter's extraordinary heroism and selflessness above and beyond the call of duty are in keeping with the highest traditions of military service and reflect great credit upon himself, Bravo Troop, 3rd Squadron, 61st Cavalry Regiment, 4th Brigade Combat Team, 4th Infantry Division, and the United States Army. That is something. You know, I'll tell you this. Those are the stories... I have always admired the most, and this is this is what I mean, the ones where you are on an isolated outpost. And just to explain something to people, this this happens for different reasons, but uh, like Dan Daly, if you ever want to read a good one, although it's way too brief, if you want to read the actual story, you have to go digging for the story of one of the Medal of Honor's Dan Daly one. He went out past the fortifications by himself. Why do you do that? Why do you have things like outposts or forward observers? And so you have better eyesight. You have a better view of what's coming. It gives you additional eyes, additional ears out there. This is something as old as time. Uh, the Romans, when they would when they would go build a fort, the Romans were famous for this. They were just incredible people. 
They were famous for out in the field. I mean, they a marching army. They'd bed down for the night and build a fort. It, it was instant. You go out with axes and stuff and start chopping trees down, and you would build a fortification there. And if you're there more than one day, I mean, gosh, give them a week. It's a fortress. Like, it's impenetrable. But when they were doing that, even back then, and I think about these guys a lot too back then, because especially because they didn't have radios. Now they had other ways of communicating. But they would they'd find an outpost somewhere. You'd be in uh, Gaul, France, modern-day France, with people who would you know, burn you alive if they catch you. And you would take a few guys and you go put them at this isolated outpost so they could be your eyes and ears. Well, that's good. You want the eyes and ears. But, man, you want to talk about lonely. I mean, I've had moments. I remember there was a moment in Iraq when we are, we were all dug into a mortar pit. It's okay. Don't worry. Nothing happened. It was fine. We were, we were it was fairly early on in combat. We were dug into our mortar pit, and it was my turn for fire watch that night. So everyone around me in my, in my section, everyone around me got to bed down, and it was just me. And I remember looking out, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, all my other guys are around me. They're asleep, and I remember looking out, and because we weren't in a city, we were totally rural at the time, it was so dark. I mean, it was just what, Chris? During the nuclear threat? No, there wasn't a nuclear threat, Chris. It was a Scud missile threat. Uh, we got word there was a Scud missile threat. No, this was, I think this was after that. But I remember looking out and looking out there in the dark and thinking to myself, I mean, there could be, there could be a platoon. There could be 100 guys coming right there. It would be so dark. I, I might not know. And your mind, you know, your mind starts playing tricks on yourself there. And I'm not saying I peed my pants or anything like that or woke anyone up, but you're sitting there looking out at the dark and thinking, I mean, he could be. He very well could be. Yeah, you start squinting and you start looking. At, Is that somebody? You know, Wake up, everyone. Oh, sorry, false alarm. That, that was someone else. <laughs> but you see, um, like if you ever read stories, I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. I should talk about politics, but I don't care. If you read stories about the war in the Pacific of World War II, which you know I'm obsessed over. It's like my thing I obsess over big time. One of the real, real gut punches, gut punches that people don't know about, you'll know if you read books on it, is how much friendly fire there was because of that stuff. They were always on islands. It was always so dark. There was always trees. There was always a noise. There's fog. There's animal noise. There's anything. And if you went out at night, you know, you got to use the bathroom sometimes, especially back then. They were always getting various dysentery and other kinds of parasites. Sometimes you have to go now and you go out and you're uh, this happened more times than I can count. You go out to take care of nature's call and you just saunter on back to your fighting hole. And maybe you called out the wrong word. You have a safe word to call out or maybe you called out the right word and he heard it wrong. Maybe he's lacking sleep. Maybe he's sitting there having gone through horrible combat with his mind playing tricks. Look, there are a million different maybes, but our guys killed our own guys a lot over there. There's one campaign. Yeah, Chris brought up Stonewall Jackson. There's one campaign. Uh, I believe it was New Georgia. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's New Georgia. 25% of our guys got killed by our own guys. 25% of our casualties, 25% were from our own guys. So anyway, like when you go to some isolated outpost, it's just such a lonely feeling, let alone running to an isolated outpost 100 yards from Keating 
and knowing it's just you and a couple boys out there. Because remember, if the enemy gets in between you and and the main main unit, you are in very deep trouble. And I mean very deep trouble. You might want to save the last one for yourself. All right. How in the world can you make $350,000 a year and be broke? We're going to talk about that. Talk about, you know what? We're going to bring up this Kanye West stuff. I've been avoiding it. But we do this way too much on the right, and I've got to get, we got to have a little chat. Before we get to any of that, let's get to safety, personal safety. Who protects you? Don't say the cops. Don't say the cops. Yes, we're happy they serve and protect. They're too far away to protect you if that animal walking down the sidewalk, walking in the gas station behind you, walking in the mall behind you, If he decides he wants to hurt you, the cops are too far away. So who protects you? Nobody. Either you can protect yourself. Either you carry something on you that will allow you to stop a bad, violent person from hurting you or your prey. Get a hero gun. It is a non-lethal gun. Doesn't require a concealed carry permit. Shoots these pepper balls that will stop somebody in their tracks. Don't worry, they're going to live. It's fine. They have a special discount at Hero2020.com code JESSE. Hero2020.com code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Remember, you can email me your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Fridays. All are welcome to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Before I get into the Kanye stuff and the, the, the broke person making 350 Gs a year, I think I did something. I think I did something rude this weekend. Well, it was billed as rude. I don't consider it rude, but I'm, I'm going to put this out there for a ruling. And I'm going to open up the phones. I have Bill O'Reilly coming up next segment, but after I'm done with Bill, we're going to have some fun on the phone lines and honor this person who makes three hundred fifty grand a year. So this was what I did. We went out on Friday night? Friday night. Uh, Friday night after the show, we went out on fr- yeah we went out on Friday night after the show, and we went out to a Mexican restaurant. Me, two other couples, just people we're close with, went out get some Mexican food. Now, I'm not sure where how it works where you work. Here's how it works where I live in Texas. We have the best Mexican food in the country. No, don't don't send me your emails, California or Arizona or New Mexico. I've lived all those places. You have great Mexican food. Nothing's as good as Texas is. None. It's just not. Look, I know we make crappy pizza. I'm not like it's not like I universally defend Texas. Our pizza is wretched filth. Our Mexican food's second to none. Anyway, at the Mexican restaurants where you go down here, and they're all over the place. There's tons of them. How it works is surprise, surprise. They're staffed by Mexicans. Mexicans of various levels of expertise in the use of English. All right. Now you will be seated right away. Generally, it's by a very pleasant young lady or two. Those are they hire the little teenage girls. Oh, yeah, come down, sit down at your table. And then once you sit at your table, before 
your actual waiter or waitress gets there, usually, but sometimes after, you will have two different sets of people to deal with. Your waiter or waitress, they will be able to speak English, but there's always someone else. There's a dude, generally a dude, but sometimes a woman who brings you waters. He'll bring everyone for the water, and he'll bring the chips and salsa. I'm sure that's pretty universal for Mexican restaurants. Everywhere they're bringing out the free chips and salsa right off the bat. But you should know, remember how I said there were various levels of expertise in English? The guy who brings the chips and salsa, it is not intended that he interacts with the customers whatsoever. Because he doesn't abla at all. And I, this is, Chris is laughing. Am I wrong? This guy never speaks English. So you just know if you live down here, see, this is me defending myself preemptively. You know if you live down here, unless you abla like I do, unless you, look, I just look at him right in the eye and I say, Yes, Way to go on the sound machine, Chris. Anyway, anyway, I look him in the eye and I'd say, I, I'd say gracias or something like that. But in all seriousness, they don't speak English. <laughs> so we're going out with this these two couples. And one of the girls, bless her heart, had a question about one of the menu items. And it, was, it wasn't that involved. It was one of those, is there cilantro in this or something like that? The chips and salsa kid looked like he was 17, 18. It, look, you could tell. It's just, this guy's not going to be hes not going to be your guy. He just comes and he's just setting chips and salsa on the table. You generally don't say anything but thank you or gracias if you habla like me. And she just looks right up at him and she says, she points, picks up the menu and starts pointing at something. So I don't understand. And this kid, you can tell he's looking down. She might as well have been speaking Mandarin to him. So I instinctively trying to be nice i said oh no 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 that's not the one that's what i said that's all i said the wife puts her head in her hands everyone else starts laughing what chris he did not understand the question at all i wasn't wrong chris no i know he did not understand the question and i wasn't wrong but i was told that's rude well he didn't understand that's not the one either all right, I didn't say Uno or anything like that. He doesn't have any idea what I said. I don't think that's rude. Now, we're going to do two things tonight because we're going to have some fun after I'm done talking to Bill O'Reilly. Two things on the phones, all right? And only two. One, you're allowed to chime in on whether or not you think that was rude. And Am I rude? Am I a rude person? You can talk about that. And two, this is the most important thing. I want to know from you. I want to know the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on. What is the dumbest, worst purchase of your life? I've to, I look. Do I not expose myself to you? Have I? No, well, wait a minute. That sounded really Pee Wee Hermanish. I didn't mean it in that way. Do I not tell you all my screw ups? Did I not tell you about the time I had six hundred dollars total to my name? and used a fake ID to get into the Las Vegas casino and proceeded to figure out how to play blackjack before losing every dime. I've told you it. I've told you all of it. I've laid myself bare here. You lay yourself bare for me. Wait, again, this is not coming out right at all. I want to know 877-377-4373. I'll get to you after I talk to Bill. What is... The dumbest thing you've ever spent money on. Don't give me your smart purchases. Well, I invested in that. I don't care. I want stupidity. 
7-3, all right? Now, while you're waiting, maybe waiting on hold or just waiting to get to that, I want you to do me a favor and go save someone's life. You don't have to run out and look for a burning building. One ultrasound costs $28. Young ladies who get an ultrasound, they're trying to decide, should I abort the baby or not? Young ladies who get an ultrasound way north of 90% choose life. They see that baby inside of them. They all of a sudden see that's a life. $28 allows preborn to give them that ultrasound for free. $140 saves five of them. This is not some exaggeration. That's you saving a life. Preborn.com slash Jesse. That's you saving a life. 28 bucks or 140 Preborn.com slash Jesse. Or if you want to just do it on your phone, that's fine. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Have you saved any lives today? I've not saved any lives today. 28 bucks saves one? It's pretty cool. Preborn.com slash Jesse. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Kind of ironic, considering Chris picks most of the music that he would go with that particular number, given his religious affiliation. However, we're not going to focus on Chris right now. We have somebody more important on the line. Bill O'Reilly doesn't need any introduction from me. He has a new book out called Killing the Legends. Before we get to your book and all the current events, Bill, I do have to ask, because I actually put the question out tonight, What's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on or bought? Something you're just still kicking yourself to this day. Like, what? I'm an idiot. So when I was teaching high school in uh, Miami in a ghetto, um, a co-worker and I bought a plot of land outside Lake Okeechobee in Central Florida infested with snakes and gators. <laughs> Why what? did I buy that? <laughs> I don't. No. It took, it took us about six years to sell it. Oh. I mean, uh, what was I thinking? Did I think I was going to put a condo on there? It's just ridiculous. Oh, that, man. by far, is my most foolish purchase. Oh, that hurt. Oh, I've... Oh, I've got ones that match that, but we don't need to go into that right now. That is that is brutal. <laughs> All right, first, before we go into new the news of the day, these killing books... Obviously, are I, I'm not, I'm going to spare all the ham-fisted puns there, but they are doing very very well. Why has this caught on so well? Besides the name Bill O'Reilly on the cover doesn't hurt to sell books. Why are why are people so into these? Because you learn a lot and it's fun to read. You can't put it down. So, Killing the Legends just out. The lethal danger of celebrity zeroes in on Elvis Presley. John Lennon, and Muhammad Ali. What people don't know is all three of those men changed American culture. And it's a history book. And I've I run into so many people, well, I thought I knew everything about Elvis, but you don't. And the commonality of the three is that their fame crushed them, literally crushed them as we have seen with so many famous people. So I write history in a way that is entertaining. And I use that technique that I developed in the classroom in Florida when those urchins didn't want to learn anything about history. I had to make it like a show for them to pay attention, which I did. And that's why the 12 killing books, the most successful nonfiction book series in history, uh, have done so well. 
Bill, why is fame and money and power oftentimes so bad for us? Because, I mean, right now, you know the economic situation, everything else going on out there. Somebody listening, many people listening to the sound of both of our voices right now, they have to make business decisions at the grocery store. That's how bad things have gotten. They have to decide when they're going to fill up with gas. And so when they hear, oh, life was hard for Elvis, they, they kind of maybe even scoff at something like that. He had it all, but why is having it all so bad for you? Let's zero in on the two most famous people in America today, President Biden and Donald Trump. So both of them are uh, being crushed by their celebrity, by their fame in different ways. Um, It's like a narcotic. When you become famous, people pay attention to you, special privileges, adulation, all of this stuff. And it gets inside you. And most people can't handle it. And they become arrogant. They become detached from reality. They are nerd. Like Elvis Presley couldn't sleep. So he took an enormous amount of narcotics so he could go to sleep. And then he had to take more to wake up. And and it was like crazy. So Biden wanted to be president desperately. He sold out every principle he ever publicly stated in the Senate. Every one to get the progressives to back him. Trump has to be the center of attention every second of every day. And that leads him into making poor decisions because he knows that he has to like top himself to get on the front page of the newspapers. So that's just an example of people getting hooked by fame. It is really, really debilitating. Very few human beings can handle it. It's a very, it's just, it's a very fascinating concept. That's why I'm glad you wrote it because I talk about this all the time. I try to tell everyone who listens that you look at all these people on TV, you know, the rich people and beautiful people and politicians and celebrities and all these other people, and you think to yourself, I can't make my car payment this month, my job sucks. You think you're unhappy and they're happy. And I try to explain to people, most of those people are miserable and you just don't know it. You know, miserable is an interesting word because these people don't see themselves that way. But look at John Lennon. John Lennon was a gregarious leader of the Beatles. He comes over in 64 and he's fooling around and and he's interacting. Four years later, he's a recluse. And he gives his whole life to Yoko Ono. Yoko runs everything. And what happens to Lennon? He becomes a heroin addict. That's what broke up the Beatles. Okay? Muhammad Ali, the most magnificent athlete in the world, gives his whole life to the nation of Islam and has nothing to say about what he does. And Elvis turns it over to Tom Parker, who steals him blind. It is just incredible, but the, you use the word pain. I think it's the confusion that they can never relax, never be real people. Everybody wants something, mostly money from them. Bill, as far as world events go right now, there's so much anxiety, understandably so. I'm not going to be one of these happy-go-lucky guys. Everything's fine. No worries. I, I understand why there's anxiety between prices and foreign wars and everything else. 
people were, they want it to stop. They want everything to calm down and make sense again. And I have tried to explain, you certainly may disagree, obviously. I know you'll let me know if you do, that things aren't going to calm down, not for some time. This is going to be something we have to learn to live with. Tense times, wars, bad economic situations. This is kind of the world we've been given. Well, I'm a little bit more optimistic than you are, but you could be right. So what I see unfolding is a Republican win on November 8th that then wipes out the Biden administration completely. That's step number one. So he won't be able to get anything done. Any executive order is going to go right to federal court. The Democratic Party's in disarray. They know they can't run him again. He's not going to run anyway. They don't have a leader of the party. So the progressive left, which is really destroyed, and that's what you talk about every day, the criminal justice system, the economic system, everything has been destroyed by the progressives. They die, at least temporarily. Overseas, you're always going to have chaos, but not to the extent of Putin. Putin now becomes a madman. He becomes Hitler light. And that is very worrisome there. So what I'm praying is, that the Russian generals, and I'm going to talk to Pompeo tomorrow, the Russian generals put a bullet in the back of his head. Because once you start to threaten the use of nukes, it's all over. Rational discussion leaves the building. And so that's worrisome. But I think in the United States, when Republicans win, the the stock market will rally a little bit, and, and people will be a little more relieved that, there's going to be some sanity. I mean, the, the Biden administration is insane. Yeah. He is the second worst president in his first two years in history. Only James Buchanan was worse, the guy <laughs> who enabled the Civil War. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty good record, right, Joe? You're the second worst? And we've had Oof. some jokers in that, in that Oval Office. Oof. Bill O'Reilly, his new book is Killing the Legends. I don't have to tell you to go buy it because I know you will. You went and bought all of them. Bill, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. My pleasure, uh, Jesse. Let's talk again soon. All right. You heard Bill O'Reilly's story with his stupid purchase. I've told you a thousand of mine. Now it's up to you. What's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? 877-377-4373. And remember, there's always a bonus if you call me on a phone that's a pure talk phone. And the reason it's a bonus is, well, then I know you're not paying Verizon to crap on your values or my values every month. You're not paying AT&T every month to run Pride Month ads. You're not paying T-Mobile to crap on your values. When you switch to pure talk, it's a lot more than, oh, you save money. Yes, you save money. I know that's not a small thing. Average family saves over 900 bucks a year. Same 5G network is one of the big guys, so that's fine. I like when you switch to Pure Talk because you stop funding our enemies. I've had all three of the others. There's no judgment, but stop funding our enemies, all right? Dial pound 250 from your cell phone right now and say Jesse Kelly. That'll save you an additional 50% off your first month on top of all the other savings. Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Let's find out about your stupid money purchases. Next. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. I was doing- 
the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. It's been a good Monday. We need Medal of Honor like 45 minutes ago. I've been, man, particularly magnificent tonight, if I may say so, Chris. Don't shake your head. I'm We're out changing here. Changing people's lives. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. You can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'll get to the calls about your stupid money purchases here in a second. Gosh, I have so many for myself. The, the list is endless for me. I'll keep sprinkling them in there. Let's get to an email quick first, though. Jesse, I don't believe that what they tell us about vaccines anymore, and now I'm gun-shy to get the flu shot. Your thoughts? I don't tell people to get the flu shot or not get the flu shot. I've never had a flu shot in my life. I don't think I've had the flu in 10 years, but I'm, I'm not your doctor. I don't know. But let's also be honest about what is and isn't a vaccine. If you need 19 of them in the course of two years and they still tell you you can get it and spread it, that's not a vaccine. And he says, oh, I've been meaning to tell you. I've been a cop for 25 years, a firearms instructor, U.S. Navy Security Forces for 22. I've been practicing with Mantis X for about a month and just requalified with my Glock 19. My shot grouping has improved dramatically. Mantis X is the real deal. Thank you for telling me about it. Says I can say his name. His name is Ethan. Man, Mantis X is the real deal. It doesn't matter. I I should probably have clarified this. This is my fault. It doesn't matter your level of proficiency. You will get better. If you are brand new, man, that is fine. You're not all going to shoot like Ethan. Pick it up. They have stuff for beginners. If you're extremely experienced like this guy, 25-year firearm instructor, pick it up. You'll get better. You will get better with Mantis X. It's not just target practice in your home. They, they put you through drills. It's the drills that will make you better fast. Go to MantisX.com and get one, all right? MantisX.com. Now, what's the dumbest thing you ever spent money on? Richard in San Diego. Well, don't judge me. Um, I bought a 40 foot sailboat from a, uh, online auction after a hurricane. Oh, 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 Richard. <laughs> no, no, how no. Much, how much did you that spend and how bad was it? Apparently once you do that. Go say that again. No, I think that's not the only purchase you get the boat. And it's a great deal. Trust me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes on. I mean, listen, you make stupid mistakes, you learn from them, right? Okay. If there's anyone out there listening, don't ever do that. You know, I've heard all the rumors about boats because it's been well established that I want a boat. If I ever get rich one day, I'm worried I'm going to buy one. And this is what I mean. I'll go to boat shows and I just can't take my eyes off them. And I go check all of them out. What, Chris? No, I don't have too much money. No, I do. I know I don't need a boat. We're not talking about needs, Chris, okay? I want, all right? I want my own boat. And I know I've talked to so many boat guys, and they all say it's a mistake. And, and not only that, it violates one of my main principles in life, which is you rent the things you, you enjoy. You don't ever buy them. You don't buy a jet ski. You rent a jet ski, right? You don't buy a boat. You rent a boat. But I want one. I walk through and I want my own. And I want to name it the Oracle. And I want to drive around everywhere in my boat. And I would, you know what else I want to do, Chris? I want to, have you ever seen one of these restaurants, either on the ocean or on the lake, where you drive up to the dock and park it and then you go eat? I want to do that once. Dang it. 
and I want to do that in the USS Oracle. Neil in St. Louis, go. Well, my wife says I bought a lot of stupid things, but I think the stupidest thing I bought was in, we were first married in 1979. We got married a few years before. I bought a these solar panels. They said, okay, this is going to be the end thing. They said it would heat your house. It couldn't heat a, a closet, much less the room. <laughs> and I learned a lot from there. You know, back at that time, $1,500 for us being new. you got to remember, 1979, Ooh. it was a lot of money. I go, oh, my gosh, i got to learn from this for sure. Mm, so, mm, mm. I bet you that's the equivalent of like 10, 15 grand a day. Rob, Spokane, go. Thank you. So um, as an elder, I hate to, hate to put a twist in this, but um, the, the dumbest purchase that technically I um, put my money in was a uh, – at 20 years old, I, I guess I gave my money to abort my child, and uh, it was uh, I've never really recovered or ever healed from it because it was a, it was a wonderful woman, and, and it was a wonderful thing, and technically we, you know, we couldn't afford it, and this and that, and and uh, I'm just if I can use your platform to all anybody that's a younger person middle-aged doesn't matter uh, reconsider the fact that that life is genuine and uh, I would definitely have a con- consultation before you make that happen that I have known uh, women and men in my life still friends with who have gone through with something similar. Most of the time it's quiet, right? But you catch someone on an off night, they'll tell you about it. Hey, I was young. I was scared. I have never talked to a single one that didn't live with crippling regret. The women, especially it's, it's actually awful. It's why I am very merciful about these young, scared women. I hate the politicians and abortion providers, but these young, scared women, the women, when you talk to them, you know, they will be twenties, thirties. They picture the kid in what age he would have been. And just, just man. So, hey, look, you know what? Honestly, preborn.com slash Jesse, $28 buys a scared young woman who doesn't think she has options. It buys her an ultrasound. Preborn will post up in front of these abortion clinics, tell her she has options, give her a free ultrasound so she can maybe make a different choice. Preborn.com slash Jesse, okay? That stuff's powerful. D, Idaho, go. Hey, dumbest thing I ever uh, spent money on. I didn't tell a screener this one because it was almost too embarrassing, but hmm. I bought the in-law's house, and a month later it sank a foot into the ground after an earthquake. Oh. And uh, looked down in the crawl space, nothing but sand, man. Nothing, oh. and, and, and it was in Sand Lake. It was Sand Lake Anchorage. I'm probably, I'm throwing myself out there now by uh, revealing too much, but that, that really sucks. Oh, I'm sorry, man. That hurts. 877-377-4373. Dumbest thing you've ever spent money on. I'm finally going to address this person on my life next that blew all their money and the whole Kanye West thing. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. I can't. I can't kill that guy for the in-laws' house. I bought my first house when we first got married sixteen years ago. 
right before the bubble burst. Bought the house in like six months, lost like 60, 70 grand. Oh, dude, it still makes me sick. All right, hang on. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.